In this episode, the company designing stays for digital nomads, making it easier for people to explore and discover the world while building a career. The War Nomads Podcast. It's not your usual travel podcast. It's everything for the adventurous independent traveler. Hey, it's Phil and Kim with you. And Kim, still on the road. Um, Where are you recording this time? Well, I'm in Broken Hill. It's near the South Australian border. It's weird, actually, because it belongs to New South Wales, but it is closer to Adelaide. So it's on South Australian time. So it's half an hour behind the eastern states of Australia. And they serve the South Australian beers as opposed to the New South Wales beers. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> a long-running joke in Australia about South South Australian beers, but anyway, there you go. Yeah. Now, it is Australia's first heritage-listed city and considered the gateway to the outback. Now, it's a great place to be a digital nomad for a few weeks. And, Phil, take a guess. These figures are from, look, 18 months ago, but yeah. they're still indicative of a trend, right? Yeah. How many digital nomads were working independently around the world 18 months ago? Oh, 18 months ago? Geez, it was really popular and it really, really taken off. Oh, I'd say million, maybe two. No, you could double that. Really? Yeah, 4.8 million. And now how many aspire to be location independent? Well, I think that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) 17 million, a further 17 million. And digital nomad services are helping this sector increase because there's so much information to access. Wow, that is stunning. I mean, I know it's big, but 17 million people want to do it as well. That's yeah, and look, I'm guessing those figures are probably even more since uh, COVID. Yes, now that you've been locked up and you go, I've got to get out of here. There's yeah. that sort of flight away from the cities and what have you. Wow, yeah. okay. And companies have grown more comfortable with remote workforce, well, no matter where the case, we are. Yes, that's true. The, the parent company of World Nomads now when they advertise positions, they say location anywhere. So we're already transitioning to that. Um, Beautiful. And I mean, and you're on the road, but there's another one of our workmates on the road as well. Yeah, it's, um, look, I, I recommend it. And, and it's not always easy. Um, you know, you've got to make sure you've got 4G coverage. Um, you've got to make sure you've got a fairly quiet environment. But that is if you're doing what we are, and that is van life. But then there is what Linda and Mark are doing, which you'll hear about in the in a minute. They're nomad stays. So they're actually places, houses that you can stay with Wi-Fi. Um, now, they created this business or founded this business in France. And due to COVID, they're operating it from France. They're an Australian couple. Um, the mission... <laughs> That sounds tough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, their mission is to make it easier for people to explore. Now, they've quickly grown to over 100 properties in over 35 countries, and they want us to discover more of the planet while building a career. The two can go hand in hand. They're not mutually exclusive. I reckon it was great timing, too, for a business with everyone who's been working from home, as you touched on there, Phil, realising you can work from anywhere. And, Linda, what timing? (laughs) Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, it's it's actually um, an idea that we've been on the road for five years. So this is um, something that is our lifestyle that we've chosen. Um, so we lived in Noosa, um, uh, uh, Queensland, and, uh, and I said, we used to go camping all the time, and I said to Mark, wouldn't this be really cool if we could do this all the time, like full time? And he says, yeah, yeah. And that and a year later, we'd sold everything up and off we went. <laughs> so we took a four-wheel drive, a motorbike, our dog, and off we went. 
And as we travelled around um, Australia, because I said I'd lived and worked in other countries before, and I said, before I leave the country again, I want to travel around my own country <laughs> and uh, see what's going on there. So uh, we did that and uh, connected with a lot of people. But on our travels, we found that we couldn't find a place to stay for longer stays. And that was difficult for us. Um, so we are basically solving our own problem. <laughs> I love it. And you're playing right into the hands of the pandemic. Yes. And, you know, that's been, we are so lucky because um, in the, the fact that we turned up in France um, uh, at, a, at the beginning of COVID uh, and we found this amazing little jit um, that is one of our stays now because it's magnificent <laughs> and uh, uh and we, the, the pandemic has actually uh, uh, caused a need. People were very comfortable before, but now it's caused a need for this longer stay because there's more remote workers and everybody's going, you know what, I think I could go and I can run my business or I can start a new business um, from anywhere in the world. So it's becoming a bit of a, um, there's, there's definitely a need for um, a longer stays now for sure. You know, everybody's realising how easy it can or it, it just, it really can be done. Um, and, you know, beforehand, five years ago, people would say, digital nomads, like, is that a thing? Like, yeah. is that real? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we had a four-wheel drive and a rooftop tent because we love to camp. Um, and we, we did that um, specifically so we were self-contained and we could go off the beaten track a lot. Um, with Nomad Stays, we have designed this um, this company to be for people who are a lot more adventurous than the, the average di digital nomad who would go to Berlin or, you know, London. Um, but we want the people who are off the beaten track people who really would like to experience and explore the world more. Um, and also, um, you know, there's these awesome little towns like Yen, which is very close to us, uh, which is a regional town that has these amazing little stays and nobody knows about them. So, um, and you can, and the adventure, like, I mean, my goodness, that this place is just an adventure playground. There's kayaking, there's hiking, there's um, climbing. This place is, you know, really well known for climbing. And um, wow. paragliding as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's an adventure playground. And most off the beaten track places, as in like regional communities, are yeah. just waiting for, you know, adventure. You said you solved your own problem as a digital nomad and you came up with yeah. nomad stays. How does it work? I know that you guarantee 100% Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah, important yeah. if you're working. How how does yeah. it work? Um, for the Nomad, it's an instant booking. So if you go to uh, Airbnb, you will sometimes have to wait for a confirmation, whereas ours is instant bookings. Um, we have uh, personally chosen these stays um, that we have on our books um, for for digital nomads because as we've been travelling, what we found is very important is community. And we like to put you in touch with the co-working spaces and the places who have community. Um, and we also make sure that there's an adventure playground there. So 
Um, it's, it's basically longer stay. So the minimum stay is one week to three months if you want to, but it's usually month at a time, like just month by month. Yeah, it's instant booking. So uh, you don't have to wait for confirmation. You don't have to do the negotiation because we've done the negotiation for you. And it's affordable stays as well. So most of the places that we were looking at um, were very, very expensive for a month. And they um, we would have to get to know the, you know, the, the owner and do the negotiation and build a relationship. So it took it took maybe three weeks, maybe sometimes even, um, you know, a month to, to, to say, hey, you know, <laughs> this is what we're doing because it wasn't very normal when we first started, I guess. Looking at your site, and I, I don't have it up in, in front of me, but uh, there was one place I was interested in and it was uh, €395 Euro, as an example. What would I get for that? That's for the whole month. Um, so it may, maybe, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and so that is in Bul- maybe Bulgaria or um, uh, Montenegro, which is the most it was amazing Montenegro. places. It was Montenegro. Montenegro. Okay. Yeah. okay. I said to Andrew, so, this is where we're going. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I can't wait to go there. Um, I haven't been there myself, but we've uh, built a lovely relationship with the owners. There's two stays there. But so what you would get is basically the accommodation. So your accommodation is sorted. All you have to do is get yourself there. That's for your accommodation. All you have to do is pay your flight. Yep. So all you do when when you um, book on Nomad Stays, you'll only um, be charged a booking fee. And when you get to Montenegro, you'll um, to your stay, you pay them in whatever currency that whatever they'd like. If it's Bitcoin, um, yeah. <laughs> you might want it. He might want to be paid in, um, you know, local cash, or he might want to um, be paid by credit card, whatever. Um, so you choose with him so that he gets the full payment. So your only other overheads would be your shopping and your wine. And that's the best part because when you go to these places, you find all the local markets and they are just stunning. Like the food is just incredible. In Bulgaria, you can get cow's milk straight from the cow at the markets and it's just it's just so raw and so beautiful and teas from the mountains like um, natural teas that are picked from the mountains that local people go out and they pick these beautiful teas wild teas um, tea leaves and and they sell at the market it's just and they and they make their own wine like the most incredibly yummy wine and you buy it in little containers um, that in you couldn't do this in Australia but you buy it in little plastic containers or coke bottles or whatever and um, it's magnificent it's all homemade thank you so much Linda now you do not have to convince me but you do have to convince my husband Andrew I mentioned that I'm trying to uh, get him to go to Montenegro of course we can't leave Australia at the moment so that's not on the cards so I had to work on him to leave Manly the suburb of Sydney that we were living in to hit the road in a van that we had converted so we had the van we had everything ready to go but it took a few months to convince you that it was okay to work remotely why a couple of reasons one the expectation of standing at a at a stand-up desk in a normal spot in a normal place was pretty strong and to break away from that and realize that 
it actually didn't matter where your computer was situated because the work output was going to be exactly the same. Was It took me a while to feel comfortable with that. So we had a couple of trial runs. What, 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 what was the tipping point for you that said, yeah, look, we can do this? I think working up the courage to tell my boss that I was not in an office, I was somewhere else. And as soon as I'd done that, it kind of broke the ice and it made it much easier to say, oh, well, I've, I've proven that it works and I've, it, you've accepted it, so all is cool. Okay, pros of working as a digital nomad. Uh, the, the change of scenery. Like I, I love to walk in the morning and, and to wake up and have my pre-work walk in a different place every day is awesome, awesome. Cons? The flapping of the tent as as you're trying to have a Zoom meeting with someone, the people starting up their, their diesel truck next to you or the people behind you swearing like troopers about how their sausages are being cooked. That, that sort of close confines of a caravan park life and trying to work and communicate with, with clients or with, with um, team members can be hard. And look, we are forced to stay in parks because we need the 4G coverage for us and the, the um, electricity for us to work. So we're kind of forced to do that. But just tell everyone what you're looking at at the moment. Well, we're looking out over some lakes that collect water from in the hills of Broken Hill. And then beyond that, if you, if you could see it, you'd be looking way towards the east and looking at a place called Wilcannia and the Mutawinji National Park. And, you know, we look straight into the sunrise every morning and it's beautiful. I'll let Phil wrap up the rest of the episode. I know I have to wor- work, but uh, we might go for a little walk around those lakes. What do you reckon? Yeah, could you do the dishes first? <laughs> Some things don't change. <laughs> uh, I could, that argument obviously went on for a while. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Don't forget, you can get in touch and share your story at podcast at worldnomads.com. Also, a reminder to rate, share, and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button, as they say, from wherever you get your favorite pods. Next episode, we revisit one of my favorite places, Peru, who've just opened their borders again. And we'll tell you what you need to know traveling during COVID. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.